Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How is everybody doing today? Happy Thursday, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever day or time it is that you're listening. So happy to be back on the mic with you guys. Today has been a really good day. I'm honestly happy that today has been a good day. I woke up and I feel like for the first time in about a week, I've had energy again and I've just been excited for what's to come in the day. And I think a lot of it has to do with my monthly mentee B that I had on Monday night. And I got to see a friend on Monday night and I got to see another one of my really good friends yesterday. And it was just nice to be around people and be social again and just get out of my head and get out of my bubble. You know, sometimes working from home, we all rave about it, we all crave it, we all want it, but it's hard when you're in the same four walls and you don't necessarily have to leave sometimes. So it was good for me to get out of that bubble and just be out in the world again. And I've been exploring more parts of Miami that I haven't really explored recently. I've been going to some new neighborhoods, finding new spots that I really like, and that has been really good for me too. One thing that I've been working on is making friends in new and different places and meeting new people and also trying new things and getting new hobbies because I think I talked about this but one of my friends a couple of weeks ago was like do you have any hobbies and I was like social media and he's like yeah but that's work to you now like do you have any hobbies that aren't work and I was like that's a really good question I don't because everything has become work and I think I'm starting to become a little bit of a workaholic and you know, that's not something I, it's not a bad thing, but it's also not a good thing. You know, it's, it's good to have multiple sides and I'm a very multifaceted and very, and very multi-passionate human. And it's okay to have some things just be for fun and for me. And I want to get back into that. And I felt like today was the right time and day to do it. And I'm glad that my body and my environment, everything just kind of worked out. And with that, this week's guest is someone that I really look up to and admire and she has been a great mentor to me in recent months since I found her on Instagram and she has been doing the lawyer online thing a lot longer than I have and she just she now she teaches people how to do that how to build a firm all on their own and market it on social media and build the life of their dreams that they want for themselves and that was my goal, you know, when I was finishing law school, that's what I wanted. And I'm so grateful that I have been able to meet and connect with people who have a similar goal. And the fact that she helped people do that is really cool and inspiring. And I want her to learn more about how this came about and how she got started and how she approaches it. So that is what we dive into in this episode. And I really can't wait for you guys to hear it. And, you know, I just she went on this really amazing trip to Thailand with her fiance and she talked about in this episode how she has things that she doesn't really share. She keeps things to herself. She keeps things private. She has a personal life that we don't see, even though she does share quite a bit. And that's something that I've really been working on as well and just keeping my private life private and having a life outside of social media and outside of work and hobbies and things to do that I don't need to talk about, that I don't need to share because they're just for me and for my friends, for my family. And we talk a little bit about that on here as well. So I thought it was the perfect episode for this week. Funny how that worked out. And yeah, let's do a little suck and sweet of the week and then we'll dive right in. 
So my suck of the week is that this weather needs to stop being cloudy. Miami needs to decide if it wants to be rainy or sunny because I'm over it. Like we're not in full on summer. We're not in hurricane season yet. Like I'm enough with the, the afternoon showers. Like I want sunshine. Give me sunshine. Um, and other than that, I've just been having a lot of tension lately and just stress. I knew that I had been really stressed out for the last couple of months and my body has caught up to me. You know, my period was irregular the last two months. Thankfully, everything is normal. I got checked out. I'm okay. All things are good. But I, I knew that my eating habits, my sleeping habits, my cycle was off. And now the fatigue is setting in and just the mu- muscle spasms and the muscle tension and not being able to sleep well has just really affected me. And I felt like my body is still really sore and definitely need to get back into stretching and loosen up a little bit. But I felt like I finally, for the first time in quite a bit, got a good night's sleep last night. And that was really, really nice. So that's been kind of where I'm at. Like my suck of the week is just feeling very like physically exhausted and fatigued. Whereas the last couple of weeks before that had been emotional. Um, and the weather, and I think that has part of, part of it is part of it as well. So hopefully the sunshine comes out. I can go back on starting to go on walks with my grandma and doing the hot girl walk. I joined the hot girl walk in Miami last weekend and it was a lot of fun. So I want to make that a habit like at least once a month or just go on walks with my friends and like do little day dates. Um, but yeah, so that's my suck of the week and my sweet of the week is that I feel like I like that I have my energy back. I like that I'm excited about things again and I'm really looking forward to see where this energy takes me because I've missed I've missed it. And actually one of my friends from college was like, you know, don't let things get you down. Don't let people get you down. Don't let work get you down. Like be 2016 brat Kayla who took no shit from anybody and, you know, went forth with everything that she had and she was just, she she knew what she wanted and she went for it. And I was like, Honestly, like, I like 2016 brat Kayla energy. I need to bring her back for summer. So I feel like she's coming back and I'm excited. So that is my sweet of the week. I just feel like I'm coming back into myself again and it feels really, really good. But enough of me rambling. I know you guys want to hear from Brittany and she is someone that I had an incredible time recording with and I think this episode is going to be really, really great if you are in any sort of professional career and you know that maybe the traditional version of that career isn't what you want, but you want to do something with it. I think this is a really great episode for you and you can translate a lot of the things that she talks about into your profession, although she is a lawyer, so she tailors it to lawyers. And for my pre-law students or current law students that are kind of figuring out what they want to do with their career and their degree, this is a great episode to branch out and think of new possibilities and opportunities and a new approach to law school because I think that's something that has become very important to my content on TikTok and Instagram is just there's not one set path to be a lawyer or to be anything in life and we can all do it in our own unique way and I think that is a really important and inspiring message and that's part of Brittany's message too. So without further ado, if you like this episode, please leave a rating and review. Please subscribe to the show, share with a friend, tag us as you're listening. Go check out Brittany, follow her. I'll link everything below. Check out her course and yeah i hope you guys like this episode so much i will talk to you guys next week meet Brittany. so Brittany, what's something people wouldn't know about you just from following you oh my gosh <laughs> what a question to start with kayla what a question let's think i feel like my life's an open book on social media 
Yeah, mine too. Although you may not know, like I'm I'm a I'm actually like a really private person. Like I've got my like personal, personal life and like I don't I don't like share any of that. And a lot of people talk about like their relationships and like what's I going knew on. you were about to say that and I created yeah. a private I created a private account like a month or two ago because I was like I'm starting to kind of be in that phase of my life. Like you, you know, you're engaged and you know, you have your relationship. Like I'm single, but I'm like dating around and like I want that eventually and I'm like I don't want people to like that's for like my friends and family only like so I created a private account so I'm the same way I use close friends I use close friends if I'm like really posting something that's like really intimate I'm like okay I'm gonna tell my 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 core group here but nobody else yeah (laughs) so close friends for me kind of became like an inf like my influencer like group of people like if it's like some because I was an influencer before I went to law school so that's kind of what that has been so I had to create a private account for like even more private sometimes I'll post like shenanigans on close friends but like my real shenanigans they're on snapchat or like this (laughs) private instagram account but but I like that that it's like yeah I'm an open book too if someone asks me anything like 90% of the time I will answer any question you ask me but there's a few things that I'm like I don't really think you need to know that also depends on the question because people ask me some questions all the time like no one needs to know my story but they don't need to know my story to get their answer like so many people are like well like how much did you spend starting your law firm what did you yeah. have saved and all this stuff and then I'm like don't worry about what I did like let's talk about what you want and what you're looking for and what your goals are because what I spent could be completely irrelevant yeah that's a great point so speaking yeah. of that like you know talk a little bit about like you wanting to go to law school like you in college deciding to go to law school like what was that like why why law school I have like a very like similar experience to you so my dad's also a lawyer but he's a corporate lawyer he does all transactional work and obviously watched him you know being a lawyer my entire life and what that was like and having a solo practice and all of that and so I was like kind of interested in it. I mean, like in a way where like I saw Legally Blonde when I was like 11 and I was like, I want to be Elle Woods. This is so great. Like, you know, but that kind of like faded, went to college, was in a sorority, like did really well, like enjoyed myself. What and sorority were you in? Gamma Phi. Okay. I was a Katie. Yeah. At Florida State. And so I was like living the life, right? Like partying up a storm, having a good time senior year rolls around my parents like hey what are you gonna do after school and I was like after school like yeah yeah gravy train stops now (laughs) what are you gonna do so my dad's like encouraging me to take the L side he's like you'd really be a great lawyer you're a fantastic writer you're really well you know great with words try it out just just try it so I took the L side didn't do too hot but really wasn't concerned because I wasn't like trying to go to like the Ivy League so I was like whatever I'll apply anywhere go where I get in ended up living at home for law school, which was actually a blessing in disguise. Got like more time with my parents, which was great. And I did really fantastically and like really, really amazingly in the first semester. And I was like, okay, I'll stick with it. And so that's like how that whole transition happened. Like I wasn't like gung-ho law school, like from the beginning, I wasn't even gung-ho law school when I started. Like I just like grew into it. And I was like, okay, I could do this. This is great. And also looking back, like I wanted something extra because I could have like gone and started working right could have graduated law school and started working but like I wanted something extra to give me that like degree of like respect or um like pedigree some, something like extra on top to like make people think like oh you're a lawyer because I got a lot of that I know you want to you know what it's like in South Florida right you meet somebody and like oh what do you do I'm a lawyer like oh oh you're a lawyer there's almost like an era of surprise especially when you're like in your mid-20s so I think that really like helped like 
kind of pushed me a little bit further in the beginning. So I'm, I'm glad that I did it, but it wasn't like a, I'm all yeah. in vision. Yeah, no, same here. I grew up, I was the kid that everyone was like, you would make a great lawyer. Cause I'm very argumentative and like looking <laughs> back, like that is not a good reason to go to law school. No, but, it's really not. And, and that's not why I went, but it's like, that was what I was always told. And in college, I was a legal studies and poli sci major. And my dad, he's in banking, but he does like work loan workouts. So he works with a lot of attorneys every single day on like commercial multi-million dollar deals. And I was like, that is really interesting. And he got me a job. Like I would just see him what he was doing. I was like, I, that's cool. I want to learn about that. So I got a job at the bank he worked at in the loan department in Orlando because I went to UCF. And I got a job at a property management company he worked a lot with. And they like the lawyers in-house let me kind of like, I, I helped with leases. I helped with evictions. And I kind of got familiar with that world. And I was like, okay, like, I think I want to go to law school. So that's, it really kind of just happened organically for me too. It was never like I was going to go to law school. No one in my family is an attorney. Yeah. I just was like, I'm going to do it on a whim. Like I studied for the ELSA. I did not do well the first time I took it again. And I was like, okay, I don't know if this is good enough. I wasn't trying to go to Ivy Leagues either. So I was like, I will apply this cycle. And if I get in somewhere and I get a decent scholarship, like I'll do it. And if not, like I'll try again one more cycle. And if not, it's just not meant to be. And I got a in-state tuition scholarship at Tennessee. And I was like, okay, so it's going to be the cheapest option because the only other option was UM. And as much as I would have loved to stay at home and live at home and save money in that aspect, I was just like not ready to come back to Miami. Yet. I was like, I need a few more years away from home before I like, I knew I wanted to come back, but I was like, I'm not ready to come back maybe in like 10 years, not yet. And so I took it, I went to Tennessee and yeah, I got there and I was like, I don't actually think this is for me. Like, <laughs> this is not what I wanted. What was the craziest um, thing about moving from Miami, South Florida, Tennessee? It sounds really bad, but the ignorance of like just so many people, like I'm Hispanic, but you would never know it. Like you don't, I don't sound it. I don't look it. My name doesn't sound it. So people will be like, oh, you're Hispanic. Like, are you Mexican? Do you speak Mexican? And I'm like, excuse me, what? Oh like there's like 20 countries. I'm from two and not one of them is Mexico. And there's nothing like, and, and it's like, it was a learning opportunity for them and for me. And it was really great. I'm actually very grateful that it happened because I learned a lot and I grew up a lot being, you know, surrounded by people that are just unfortunately not. And, you know, it's not, not has nothing to do with them. Like they just don't know. And it was really cool to be able to teach them and like bake Cuban food for them. And they're like, well, what is this? Cuban coffee during finals, everybody wanted. Like, I literally would make it for people I didn't even know. I just had like a cafetera and I just would bring coffee, and people were like, What is this? This is crack. I'm like, That's why I'm, that's why meth didn't take off in Miami. Like, we didn't need it. Like, this is crack. Um, and like, so like, I, I was like entertainment for them, which was a bad, I, I hated it, but it's also like looking back now, it's fine and it's funny. At the time, I hated it. The other big culture shock was their perception of Latin women was like desperate housewives, Sofia Vergara, very voluptuous, sensual women. And like, that's just not me. Like, there's so much more to us. And like, so I struggled a lot with like, you know, I wouldn't say bullies, bullying or like racism. It was more subtle, like kind of like if I, my guy friends all knew that we kiss on the cheek. And by the time they got comfortable with me, they were okay with it. They're like, if that's what you are used to and are comfortable, like, that's cool. So instead of like handshakes or 
hugging my friends, like that awkward side hug, like most people do, I would kiss my friends on the cheek. And like my friends were cool with it. But I, if I was caught hugging a guy at school or kissing on the cheek, I was sleeping with them. And so there's a lot of that. And it was a rough, like law school itself was just very rough for me on a personal level. I could, I think if my personal life hadn't been such a dumpster fire with like that kind of stuff going on and I had health issues too, I would have done a lot better academically. Like I did not do well academically, but I liked learning. I've always liked learning and I made friends with all my professors and the friendships, the professors that I made truly is what got me where I am. And, but yeah, law school was not the most fun, but I'm glad I did it. And I'm, and COVID also happened right in the middle of it. So like I got to come home and I realized like, okay, maybe I do want to be Miami a lot quicker than I planned to be. So I took the Florida bar. I was originally going to take Tennessee. And then I was like, no, I'm going to take Florida. And if I want to take another bar and have both, like, and eventually move back up there like I can but I don't foresee that happening at this point especially since what I want to do I don't need to be it's federal so I can kind of do it anywhere anyway yeah it's crazy everyone's story is so different and like someone yesterday was like I'm taking the else on there like do you have any advice and I was like me and my friend she's a 3L at UM and her and I literally at the exact same time go don't <laughs> like don't go to law school <laughs> she's like what's your biggest piece of advice we're like don't go <laughs> And he was like, why does everyone say that? I'm like, because everyone's story is just so different. And like, we, there's just always something. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I get to be a lawyer. And yeah, it's that respect thing. It is really nice. I'm still like, wait, I'm a lawyer. Like people are like, ask me that. I'm like, I'm a lawyer. Like, it doesn't feel real. Cause I, it's, it hasn't even been a year since I graduated. I think yeah. as I get a little older and like more confident in it, it'll be better. But right now I'm just like, holy crap. Like I, I did that. That's, that's almost how I felt in year one. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I can put Esquire after my name. Like, ESQ, holy moly, who's trusting me to do yeah, this? Yeah, insert stuff? in emails. <laughs> if it's a more official email or like something, like I'll put it in like my regular email and I'm like, wait, this is weird. Like, I can do that. Yeah. So, what, you know, you, well, you, did you go to Barry? Cause you were, yes. you said you stayed at home. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, yeah. I stayed yeah. at my parents' house. Yeah. I took the L side at Barry, actually. It was close to UCF. Yeah. So you went to Barry, you were finishing up. Like, did you, what was your process? Like getting a job after law school? Like, you know, everyone, like there's this big, like on-campus interviews and like, you have to get a job and like big law, like, was that your path or like, what kind of, how did it all happen for you to kind of get to where you are now? Did you go to a job first or? Yeah. So big law was like never it for me. I was not like, I I didn't need like that pedigree. I didn't need to be like yeah. big law. Like I had a professor that I loved in law school. Like she was telling me how she got a big law job out of law school. And like, she was like somebody, it was in Seattle. And someone's like, do you like Seattle over, over uh, Florida? She's like, I don't know. I go to work. It's dark. I go to home. It's dark. Like I have no idea. Like I was just like, okay won't be doing big law but when I so yeah. I, I was a, a, a transactional attorney right and I kind of wanted to do what he did like I was really interested in like business and contracts yeah, I wanted oh, to do transactional too yeah I was like litigation was never on the table like I did all the classes I did they had the electives it was all like contracts drafting mediation like nothing litigation based which is hilarious now like I wish I did motions and depots but regardless like I was like going on that trajectory and when I graduated or well before I graduated I was like applying for jobs and I was like trying to get a job in transactional and when I didn't know 
is that it's all a bunch of just white hair. It's like a bunch of old men, right? Like, I mean, not calling my dad an old man, but like he like started out in like commercial law and then he worked it up where he was like had all these connections of these businesses and then started making those connections and having them be his clients, you know, for transactional work. And now all he does is transactional. So my dad's like, why don't you try that route? Try to get a job in commercial law. So I got a job like a mid-sized firm. It was actually out in Sunrise. So you were saying like you were ready to come back to Miami. I was like trying to get to South Florida, like, so badly like I almost went to school in South Florida I almost went to Nova because I was like I want to be in South Florida all of my friends from FSU my boyfriend everybody was here in South Florida so I would come down here and I would hang out and party on the weekends and stuff so it was like I was trying so hard to get down here but went to school up there so I was only applying for jobs here and it was very difficult even though I graduated early so I was supposed to do May 2017 but I graduated December 2016 it was still like very difficult to like get a job in that area so I went for commercial law got a job at like a mid-sized firm down here and like I worked for like a what you would call like a dinosaur like a guy who was like 70 years old working like doing all sorts of law so it's cool I got to learn a lot but I wasn't doing a lot of commercial law like at all really and I actually started doing insurance defense because that firm had a bunch of insurance defense. They had a huge department and made a bunch of cases. And I made the mistake of telling one of the partners I needed to, I needed to hit my billables. And she's like, Oh, really? Yeah. Don't ever do that. Do never, do not ever. And I'm like opening it up. Here I am. I'm like 24. I'm like, I've never read an insurance policy in my life. Or I might've been 25 at that point. I've never read an insurance policy in my life. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, what did I just get myself into? And so like in a very roundabout way, that was like my, again, like there was no intention to go in insurance defense. Like you were like in law school, no one talks about like those kind of areas of law. I think, I don't you, do I think you have to law. have no intention. I honestly, that's my biggest piece of advice. Like do yeah. not go in saying you're going to do something because 99.9% of the time, that is not what you're going to end up doing, let alone yeah. your first job, let alone two, three, four, five eight years out. Like it's going to change the romanticized idea of what it is. Probably there's like the select few that like have the personality of a PI attorney or criminal defense attorney that like, will definitely go into it and that'll be their thing. But everyone else is just like, Oh wait, there's another kind of law I can practice. Oh wait, what is this thing over here? Bankruptcy? What's that? So it always changes. I would, I would give the same advice, like do the motions in depots class, even if you don't think you're going to be taking motions and doing depots, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I have a similar story. I I want to do transactional and I once by the time like three all year came around and it was like okay like really it's time to start looking for jobs I was like I know I want to do trademarks and contracts and I see a need for lawyers in social media and like helping out influencers there's a lot of contracts a lot of brand partnerships there's a lot of courses podcasts are huge now I want to like that's kind of what I want to do I want to combine my passion for social media and like help those people with my legal skills and I it's like no firm is going to allow me to do that. That's not a thing. They don't think that's legit. So I'm going to have to go on my own. I kind of already had like, I just knew I was going to end up going on my own. And I was still hardcore in denial about it until like October. Like, so literally like three months ago, I was like, why, why did I do this? Like who let me do this? But I graduated and I was like, all right, I'm starting my own thing. Like, it's just, it is what it is. But I realized like, I should probably, and my parents really wanted me to get a job so I can get experience in the event that this doesn't work out, that I still have transferable skills. And like, I wanted to fight them on it, but I I knew they were right. So I got a job with a family friend who does personal injury. So I ended up doing litigation anyway. And that's what I do as my day job, but I know nothing about litigation. (laughs) Like I didn't take any classes that are going to, I did civil pretrial lit, 
and I did evidence but like I don't do like oh yeah but that's it like I did it for the bar I did evidence for the bar exam like I did not do it because I wanted to do evidence right and like civil pretrial litigation because as a law clerk I did insurance on the plaintiff side I did first party as a law clerk so like I was like civil pretrial lit like that's literally what I do all day so it was an easy class and I'm like okay whatever um but yeah I had no I've never taken a deposition I have depositions in two weeks I've never taken a deposition um I have mediation next week never done a mediation um I've done discovery like that 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 was the extent of what I had done um but never a deposition or a mediation I've been doing settlements and I'm like okay I actually like this part I did negotiations and I like that class so that's very good skill for me and I love it and contracts a lot of it is the same so like I'm good at that side of it but like the actual litigating part I'm like I don't know what I'm doing because that's not what I wanted but I think you have to be open to kind of letting law school and like the it just is going to change like you make make connections and you like learn about something new or like someone is doing something super specialized and interesting and you're like oh like I would love to learn about that and they'll throw you a project and it's like oh like wait I actually like this like one of my best friends does insurance and reinsurance and I was like what like I knew I thought I knew insurance but that's like a whole nother side of it and I was like what the heck is completely different animal that you wouldn't know about unless you were first yeah and I was like what is reinsurance and like she's like this is the best way she's a first year (laughs) she was like this is the best way I can explain it this is how it was explained to me and I'm like that's really interesting and like it's she's transactional and I I to me insurance was all litigation because that's what I knew and I have friends who do mergers and acquisitions and I think it's really like super fascinating I could never do it but I think it's really cool and so just seeing what all these people do and I think you have to just have an open mind and kind of let it take you where it takes you and I do like the one thing I do like about big law like at least in law school in the summers is I typically like rotate you so at least in Tennessee like the firms in Tennessee because they're limited they rotate you and you do a little bit of every practice group and see which practice group needs an associate and the personality fit and that's how they place you Mm-hmm. And so my friends got to try a couple of different things. And I was like, I wish I would have gone that route to like try more. And I love that med school does that, like the clinical aspect of it. Cause I feel like we don't really get that where you get to try everything. You kind of pick and then you're stuck to one thing until you make those connections or get a project to try something new. Yeah. And it's funny you say that. Cause so my sister is an ob guy in New York, actually in Brooklyn. And so she had the same thing, right. Where like she had two years of law school or two years of law school, two years of med school where she was doing like a different clinical, like every month or something. I forget how it works. Right. So like she got to physically like hands-on try everything. So she knew, right. Like what she wanted to do at the end. And like, I know there's rare cases where doctors like change it up and like, you know, when they do their yeah. residency or they, you know, do the residency and they say, I don't like this to do another residency. But like, what also is nice is that we have the flexibility to do it, right? Because like, you never hear of like a doctor stumbling into med school. You never hear of a doctor stumbling. No, that's way more planned out. (laughs) That doesn't happen. Like for lawyers, I feel like we're a lot more flexible because like maybe what we're doing is like, honestly, I can't even think why it's like so much more flexible. Maybe it's like so much of what we learn is like applicable across different practice areas. So you can kind of like, you know, the basics, like that's what the bar is, right? The bar is the basics, like towards contracts. It's like, I know enough to know what I don't know in these practice areas. Yeah, so that's it's why a minimum competency is competency. Exam. competency. I was telling somebody that last week, like a, a 3L, she was, she's like, do you have any tips for studying for the Florida bar? And I was like, you just need to show them as like, that you know, the bare minimum, like that, you know, enough and that you're willing to learn because right. you know nothing going into practice. Like, let me right. be very clear. 
you know nothing right now and you're going to know even less in three months when you go to take the the thing like you're going to know like the the like the theory of law you're going to know how to think like a lawyer that's why law school is like so difficult you're not only learning the material but you're learning like how to think but when you get out and you start practicing you're not going to be ready for your first depo right away you know unless you've somehow magically done one before or like you're not going to be necessarily ready for your first hearing even if you did like even if you did motions and depots even if you did you know trial team even if you did those things it's still not real life practice so it's like it's very different yeah yeah I did I've done a couple hearings already and like they're not as scary as I thought like but because I was so nervous and thankfully also they're on zoom I've only had to go into court once and that was very nice but like it's it's intimidating it's nerve-wracking there's that very much that respect factor there's a lot of procedure and like the like you know, the bailiff and like, it's very official. And like that part is both really cool and very intimidating. And like, that's nerve wracking, like knowing like how to address the judge and like how to address people in court and your opposing counsel. But actually like hearings are really, I mean, I've only done motion calendars. So I've also never done like a very intense one, but like they're pretty fast. And I was like, okay, this isn't as bad as I thought, but I had like this fear of litigation in my head, which is funny because I love watching like the and I know they're not realistic but the tv shows and like growing up like I loved watching law and order or you know like all the different legal shows and and I was like but I don't want to do it and I was literally telling my dad the other day I was like it'd be hilarious like why do I love this so much if I literally never want to do this like I do not want to be in a courtroom but I enjoy watching it and I will now shoot out like that's wrong (laughs) like it was like no can't do that and my dad's like why don't you do this like if you know it I'm like I know it because of the bar exam and that was not that long ago. Like, I don't really know what the hell I'm talking about. That's very, something very clear. My lawyers um, don't typically watch lawyer shows. <laughs> yeah. No, I see. I, I watch more the policed ones that have yeah. like some sort of court aspect to it. Like strictly yeah. legal shows. I watched partner track only because it came out right after the bar exam and I had nothing else better to do. And I put it on as background noise, but like, other than that, I, yeah, I don't really watch, but actually something you said about theory and like thinking like a lawyer, I saw this LinkedIn post yesterday. It says law schools should incorporate these courses into their curriculum, practical skills, like contract drafting, answering a complaint, serving subpoenas, legal technology, e-discovery and electronic, electronic billing, finance 101, P&Ls, net income margins, partnership 101, origination credits, collections, client bedside manner, and non-law firm paths self-explanatory theory is great thinking like a lawyer is great but the modern lawyer needs to understand the basics of business and technology to succeed what else would you add to the list and I sent it to one of my friends and I was like this <laughs> like I wish we would have gotten that in law school instead of just the theory because the we don't, we how don't to know like how to analyze. Actually, yeah we don't actually know how to be attorneys we just know black letter law yeah and like issue spotting is great and yeah you need to know how to do that in practice but there's so like most of the time it's client management, client yeah. bedside manner, learning how to deal with the client and like explain things to the client. Yeah. If you tell your client, hey, listen, on your insurance case, we got a motion for extension of time. So we're going to submit the agreed order to the judge and figure out when their discovery is going to be. It's like, what <laughs> what the hell did you just say? What does that mean? Right. Yeah. So you got to like break it down too. So you have to like know the theory. You have to know how to talk to the judge, talk to opposing counsel, what the case law says. It's but people management. Time, you have to be able to take all of that and break it down and translate it into the language of the layman too, which is like, they don't teach you how to do that. Cause like all law school is like how to write a brief, how to do your appellate, like how to, how to draft a bar essay, right? There's no like simplicity for clients. No. Yeah. They make everything super complicated. I remember I got told the summer 
or this I graduated December 2018. So I graduated a semester early from college. And so those that six months before I went to law school, I worked uh, a firm in downtown Miami. And I was like living the commuter life and everything. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this forever, but it, it's fine for now. And I remember my boss telling me, he's like, the way you are going to learn to write in law school is going to be very different than the way that you are going to learn to write for me these next few months. And I was like, I mean, okay, sure, whatever. Like, and no, it was right. Like academic writing is so, it's, it's just boring. Like the fact that legal writing professors have to read that all day. I'm like, I, I, I feel bad for you. Like it's what, it's not good. Second of all, it's boring. Um, right, just straight to the point. Yeah. Like, and and in practice, it's like, yeah, there's, I, I had to do, I have two responses to a motion to dismiss to do. And I did it in like three hours because half of it's done for you. The template's there, but you don't change the, the, the summary or not the summary, the, like the standard of review. And then it's just plugging in the facts. And it's like, this is so much easier than like this whole drawn out argument that we have to do in law school. No, um, no. But yeah, good old days. I'm so glad those days are behind me. But, what do you say? You're glad you did, but it wasn't fun at the time. Yeah, no, but I'm very glad I did. I truly don't think I would be nearly close to the person I am today had I not gone to law school, especially going away for school, because it like growing up in Miami, it's a very, it's insular. It's a, it's a bubble. I mean, I think any place is insular, but it's just very, you know, it's a different experience here, and getting to see like the rest of the country and like how everyone else lives and like it really allowed me to get perspective and change my mindset and I realized like there's so much I can do with my law degree like we had a class in school called lawyering and professionalism but one of the big things that the dean did he's the one who started it he would have every week a new alumni come in and they were all different fields some were corporate some were in-house some were solo practitioners some had left the practice of law and were doing more business related things and, and it was just for them to share their experience and like what they did with their law degree. And it started opening up doors to like, there's so much more I can do with this. And that was a game changer for me. So I'm really glad I did it, but yeah, definitely would not do it again if I had to go back. How did you kind of like, so you got into insurance defense just because you got staffed on it, but how did you know, like, this is where you wanted to be? Well, like every other story I've told so far, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I not know because I like I didn't like insurance defense well to be fair I just didn't like working for like a big law firm and even like mid-sized was big like I think there were like 30 attorneys or something like that but like it was still like too big for me like I'm just like not a corporate girly like I'm not into that life like I don't want to like bring my lunch in every day and like say hello to 15 different people before I get to my yeah. office like that was like never gonna be me and like I didn't want to like sit in office wearing a suit that wasn't gonna be me either so like it just like all around wasn't a great fit to be there yeah. But I learned a lot. It was wonderful. And then I realized like, okay, not my jam. I don't like working with the insurance companies. I don't like working in this corporate world. What else can I do? And so I started looking for smaller firms, ended up finding a smaller firm doing plaintiff's work. Because at this point I was like, shoot, what can I do? Like, what can I, what skills do I have here? Well, who can I work for? Right. And I was all over the damn place because I was so sick of like doing this like day in and day out, 12 hour day thing. I was like anything else. Like, I think for a moment I was looking at like recruiting too, which thank God I didn't go into that, but I was like looking at all these places and I found somebody doing plaintiffs insurance law. So I was like, cool. I know how to do insurance law, or at least I know enough so I can go do yeah. the plaintiff side. Great. And it was like a very small firm. And I loved it. I loved working there. It was like, it was only 
me and another attorney and the partner when I got there. And then when I left, I think there were two more attorneys. So it was like, it was like a growing firm. It was a good time. I got to wear jeans to the office and like we played music on the Sono speaker throughout everything. So it was like much more like chill laid back, like my vibe, but for as long as I could remember, I always wanted to have like a business and I had like side businesses here and there, like things that I was doing, like on the side, like through like Instagram or through like Google marketing. Also, I was always interested in like online business, online marketing. And when COVID hit, I was like, finally kind of like, okay, let me just try this idea that I have. Cause I wanted to do marketing videos. I wanted to do online marketing for something. And I was like, why can't I just do it for me? Right. I can meet with people on zoom now. Cause that's what I started to do. So I was like, why don't I just do it? And that's like one of kind of what well, like sparked me doing this on my own. So it was like kind of the transition from like, I don't want to be in big law. What can I do into, okay, I'm at a small firm. I like this, but could I do this for myself? Cause I was like that girl, like walking around the neighborhood when I was 11 years old, like passing out cards, like business cards for babysitting. Like I always wanted to like be an entrepreneur. I should know for what, like I didn't have like that yeah. burning passion from day one. So like it kind of just built up into this. And like Jason, my fiance was like a huge proponent of this. Like he was like encouraging. He was like, do it, do it, go for it, go for it. And I was like pumping the brakes in the beginning. I was like, hold on. Like, let me just- That like, was me until October. I was like, I knew I was right. supposed to do it, but I was still like scared of pumping the brakes. And like and all no. my friends were like, do it. And my parents are like, we support you, but I think you still need to have some other job until you can financially support yourself. Right. But like, we support you. And I was like, I'm the one over here. Like, this is what I want, but I'm still pumping the brakes. So I totally, my parents were, my parents were not really on board at all. (laughs) They were like, they were like, you've only been an attorney for three years. Like, what are you doing? Like, you need more experience. I had been an attorney for like a week. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But that's great that you had like the support there. Yeah. Do it, do it, do it. Because like, I wanted to do it like a core, like core desire wanted to start my own firm yeah. business, but like, it was just like, can I, can I really do it? Oh my gosh, is it going to be me? So I like had all like the same feelings everybody else has, but like, thank goodness, Jason was like a really like a proponent of like driving it home and like saying like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be secure. We'll figure it out. Whatever happens, blah, blah, blah. So like went for it, it went for it. And it's, uh, it's been amazing ever since. Yeah, no, that's really cool. It's funny that you say like you always have that drive to be an entrepreneur. So I was never the kid that they thought was gonna be an entrepreneur. They thought it would be my brother and my younger brother. He was always like, he was you, like going up to people, like if they asked him to do something for them, he'd be like, Okay, and can I have money? Like <laughs> pay me. And he was a businessman since he was little. He would bartend family parties, like there's literally pictures of a seven-year-old like in a suit. Like he would dress up like a waiter and like pour drinks at family parties and he would go to weddings and he would dance for people and he literally pull out his pockets. (laughs) And and I'm like, and I I was not that that way. Like I was very social and I would talk to everybody and I would run around and I was just like always around people. And I liked connecting with people, which is still very much who I am, but I was not like a money person. I was never asking, like, I was never a businesswoman, and it like, but I started blogging in college and I, then I started posting it on Instagram and I started like working with brands. And then I was seeing like, okay, there's a business here. And I, I really like having a side hustle and something that I can call my own. And like, you know, I work, I, I'm an intern or a law clerk or whatever side hustle that I had going on or like, or not as a part-time job that I had going on while I was in school and college and law school. But I liked having like a side hustle, making some sort of money on the side and like something I can truly call my own. And that kind of started like the wheel started spinning and I was like, okay, like maybe I am entrepreneurial. 
And because by the time COVID happened, I was working with brands a lot more while I was in law school, since I was like doing zoom law, like I could. And I was like, I think I want to combine the two. And my professor was shockingly enough, two of my professors who did the big law thing. They, you know, actually ironically, one was in Seattle and the other one was in New York and they ended up being teachers at UT in the middle of nowhere in Knoxville. And they, I was in the clinic and I was a student attorney in the clinic. And my professor asked me, what kind of lawyer do you want to be? What kind of clients do you want to have? And I was like, I don't know, but I see a need for lawyers in social media. I don't know what this looks like. It's like January, 2021. So like, this is very early on into kind of where we're at now with it. And he was like, I don't know what that looks like, but I'll see what I can do. And he, a couple of weeks later, he's like, do you know what the USPTO is? Do you know what trademarks are? And I was like, no, but I'll learn it. And I fell in love. And that's, I was like, okay, like I, a firm's not going to hire me to do this. And like, I don't really need a firm. I can kind of do this on my own. And I was like, I guess I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And yeah, I got really lucky that my parents were supportive and all my friends, even though they are big law, they are really supportive of me because they, they just know that like, that's something I have in me. Like I'm not a corporate girl either. I could not like, yeah, I, whenever I would have to go to work with my mom for whatever reason, and she says hi to 15 people, like, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm like, oh my God, shut up. Like, just smile and wave. Like, do you have to say good morning 300 times? And like, they, they stop you for conversations and you never get to your desk. And like, she literally doesn't start working until 5 p.m. when people stop asking questions. That's when she can actually do her work because it's all calls and meetings and emergencies all day. And I was like, I don't want that life. And yeah, I kind of knew like I was going to go on my own, but it it's definitely scary. And, and I think there's a lot to be said for the way you did it too. Like giving it a real shot, looking for other jobs, working for a firm for three years or two different firms and realizing like, okay, now it's my time. Like I, part of me wishes I could have done that and stuck it out a little longer. But I think because of Zoom and like work from home culture and like all of that too, I just, my, my class is getting very, we got very comfortable with kind of being on our own and forced to do it a lot more independently because we were all home forcing ourselves to go to class on zoom in our pjs and we kind of like that like i have a like i have friends who work they're not allowed to work remotely they have to go into an office every single day big law so they're there like literally 12 15 hours a day and they're miserable and i was like i don't know like i'll go into the office if i need to but i prefer working from home i can do it from my pool if i really wanted to and i'm okay with that i want that that's like the beauty of it, right? Is like we can like work wherever we want. And some people love the office life. I have friends that I went to law school with and they're like, how do you get anything done at home? And I'm like, how do you get anything done in an office? Like I'm literally wearing sweatpants and I have sweatpants and I have a blanket on right now. Like I'm so comfortable. And I was just like typing away before we got on this podcast episode. Like that's my vibe. And I'm so glad that's an option now because five years ago, it most certainly was not like, no at all when I started posting on Instagram this was July of 2020 and like nobody was posting videos right P- people were like uncomfortable still with like zoom hearings right so like trying to get their bearings for like it's so funny now when a di- like someone who's a dinosaur comes on and they don't it's know like, what's going on I remember specifically some of the older attorneys complaining they're like this is so difficult I just want to go to the courthouse I was like you want to get up get dressed do your hair go Paper drive parking park pay for parking, find the courtroom, sit there, wait for your case to be called, then leave and reverse the whole process. Like I literally get on and I'm like doing no, work by the time you're case to be called. It, and I it love makes it. no sense to me. Like you're there for five minutes, but it took an hour to get there and an hour to leave. But to be fair, I think like the defense attorneys, big law attorneys, they can bill for that whole time. And they're oh, not really yeah. doing anything. So they like that. Right. If you're like sitting on zoom and you're just like, 
all I get to bill for is this 20 minutes that I waited for my case to be called. Not, not really the same. So I understand like the dynamic, but like for yeah. me, I'm like, this hallelujah, like uh-huh. born in the right time. This is great. Like exactly how it was supposed to happen is how it happened. Because without yeah. COVID, I don't know that I would have started my firm when I did, because yeah. it would have been a different experience. I would have needed an office. I would have needed to meet people in person, go to like in, in-person inspections, in-person depots. That would have been a lot for me to do as a single solo attorney, rather than having a remote office and remote depots and remote hearings. Like that made it like a hundred times easier. And I'm really glad that I like capitalized on that when I did and started it when I did, because people thought I was nuts. We're yeah. starting a pandemic. Really, you're going to start your law firm now. How are you going to get clients? What happens if you like don't make any money? And I was like, oh, well, we're going to try. <laughs> like, no, you were gonna, really like, smart job. <laughs> to capitalize it on on it when you did. Yeah. I, the, and and a lot of people did that. A lot of people started their own business. That was it, it was a the great awakening, spring awakening for people. Like, okay, like I don't have to be in an office all day. Like, I have transferable skills, and like I a lot of people had side hustles or, you know, for whatever reason, they're like disillusioned with whatever they were doing. And they're like, let's do something else. Let's change. And at the end of the day, for some it's harder, but like, you can always go back to it if you decide you don't want it. Right. And that's why my parents wanted me to have transferable skills in the event that I decide I don't want to do this anymore. I can go to another firm. And I, you know, I still have my connections. I still stay in touch with the people that I worked for as a law clerk doing insurance. I still, I have a personal injury job now. I have, I used to do foreclosures and like um, post-judgment discovery before I went to law school. Like I'm still friends with him. Like I have, I, if I wanted to do that, I could, but I was like, right now, this is the time to figure it out. And I have, you know, I'm single. I have no overhead. I live at home. I can start it right now. Well, all I pay for is literally my car. And like, if I go out to eat and like my own shopping expenses, so why not? And if I decide I don't want this anymore, I can just change it. So I think it was really smart to capitalize it when you did. What was that like though? Like the, like online marketing, kind of getting into that space, like for someone who kind of likes that, like the courses and the online marketing, creating the videos, the Google ads, like, tell me more about that. I have no idea what you do. Like that side of it to me, I have no clue what you do. It was, so you're talking about like when I first started like marketing for legal services? Well, that and like knowing like the online marketing space and using that to help you grow your business. Yeah. I mean, I was like always somewhat interested in online marketing. Like I would listen to podcasts and like read books and take courses. And like at the time it almost seemed like a waste because like I was in law. (laughs) I wasn't like building an email list and I wasn't like creating marketing videos and learning like what hooks were and calls to action were like, I wasn't like deep. I wasn't doing anything with that, but I was interested in it. So I'm glad that I learned it when I did, because it all came into fruition when I started posting like videos online, which came like half out of like a desire to do it half out of like a, I don't know what else I can do right now because it's the middle of a pandemic and I'm bored. Right. So it kind of like snowballed into everything at once and I just like totally was like winging it like I sat in my I didn't even sit I stood in my living room with my my phone propped up and I had my iced coffee and I talked about like what is your insurance claim worth what to do if your roof is leaking how to call your insurance company like four videos and I just posted them and like the feedback was crazy the feedback was like oh my gosh cool like I think I have a problem or can you help me with this or what does this mean I didn't know that you did this kind of law and it just like kind of like it really just exploded that way where it's like something people hadn't necessarily seen before. They didn't know that I did, that they were interested in. And so I 
ran with it because you never know what someone's going to be interested in until you show it to them. Right. So like people who are like, Oh, I'm going to wait till I get it perfect. Or I'm going to get this perfect podcast set up and this like lighting and this, there's and that. no perfect. You know, how many like, yeah, like get, get the content out first and then you can perfect it. Right. So I think that's like really what I just did. I just kind of like inspired action, just went for it. And I think what also helped is that I posted things on my personal Facebook and my personal Instagram page rather than trying to start from zero. Cause it's like very difficult to start from zero and get people to like follow you when you don't have content. You don't have like a clear message or like a presence. Like no who social are you? Media. Yeah. Like what yeah. Who is this person that's trying to do this? Yeah. New page. Why do I even follow a new page? You know what I mean? So like, I think that helped a lot is like posting to the people I knew. Cause it was all family, friends, college friends, people I knew for like a while. So I think that also helped in like catapulting me forward in like doing the whole online marketing thing, like going all in on that. And then once I started to see like return on it, that's when I was like, okay, maybe I could do this for myself. I started bringing an actual from it. No. And the word of mouth aspect of it too, like, you know, your family friend, so-and-so is like, oh, like, hey, like I have a roof. Like, do you know a roofer or do you know like a public adjuster or something? And they're like, no, but- Brittany does that like she might know somebody and that's like right there that's a funnel for you and yeah I started doing the same thing I started posting it on my personal which I'm still struggling with because I'm like I was an influencer and I still I don't want to lose that side of it I still like working with brands and grateful brands still want to work with me even though my content and my audience has kind of changed a little but I still want to post that I'm out at events or like I'm showing my day but now I also want to show like what I do as a lawyer all day and like I have to post like what I do and information. So I can build those funnels for myself. So I'm, I'm in that like transition phase, but yeah, I didn't want to start a new account. I wanted it just to be on my own. And you know, if you want to unfollow, cause you don't want to see that content, then by all means, like, but that's who I am now. Like I am, I am both a lawyer and more. And that's the thing for me all along. Like I, I didn't buy into it in law school of like my lawyers, my entire identity. There was a lot of people, I don't know, maybe for you, like your law school, but at least mine, like it was their entire identity. And I did not want that. I was like, a lawyer is just my job. It's a lifestyle and it's a career, but it's like not all of me. Like I want to be more than just an attorney. I still want to have a life. I still want to have friendships. I still want to travel. I hope to one day be a mom and like have a partner. And like, there's so much more to me than just my title. And I, yep. that was not the experience I was surrounded by in law school. And that's why I also didn't want to do big law. Cause I knew that it would be my entire personality, like how you said your bot, your professor, like she went to work in the dark, went home in the dark and didn't really see much of the city. Like, right. I, I, we live in a beautiful place. I want to enjoy it. If I'm making that much money, I sure as hell want to enjoy as much money as I'm making. So I just didn't buy into that. So that's like, that's why I created it on my personal account. And I was like, you're going to see all of me. And there's other attorneys that do it differently, have a different personality. There's someone for everyone. There's like, there's enough pie to go around you don't have to go with me if you don't like me but I the clients that do want to work with me it's because they they resonate with who I am as a person too and I wanted them to see that so I think that's and that's the thing like like you literally just hit the nail on the head like there is someone for everyone not everyone is for you and that's okay that's actually a good thing right like you want to weed out the people that you are not going to serve well like people are like some people like barely any people are like oh you don't have an office oh okay well I was looking for somebody in the office okay great I actually have a colleague that I can refer you to that right they have an office you can go to them and it's just like you don't want to take on a client who isn't comfortable with what you're offering because you don't want to alter your entire business and your way of working and your operation 
to accommodate one person. So it's always good. And it's the same thing for social media. Like you don't want to like roll around and like accommodate four different accounts for like each part of what you're doing. You can roll it all into one and then you're serving that person who loves that aspect. Oh my gosh, like he's a real person and I can like talk to her about real things and she's a lawyer. Like it makes you so much more approachable. And then there's people that want the guy sitting behind the mahogany desk and like you can go call Morgan to Morgan. Like it's all about like what they're looking for and like what you're offering and does it align. And I think it's so important to offer all of that content so people know what they're getting. They understand your brand. They understand how you operate and they can decide, are you are you for them or not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. You just said like build your personal brand at the end of the day. That's what we're doing. Like with social media, everyone has a brand now, even if you're not trying to be an influencer or online marketing or whatever, everyone has a brand now and using like, that's, that's how people are going to know you as, and like you've built lawyer Brit, that's your brand. And people come to you because they know what you create. And then people come to me because they know what I create and what I'm about. And I think there's so much to be said for that. And for someone who wants to kind of get into this, like start, whether they're lawyers or accountants or whatever professional services they're offering or, you know, any services, um, building a personal brand, like what are your tips for people wanting to build this personal brand and do the online marketing for their businesses and for their careers? So, yeah, I mean, for any personal brand, you just got to get clear on like who you are slash who you want to be, right? I think it's helpful. And I've taught this in multiple workshops of creating like a content menu, so to speak. So like everything you would want to share, want to talk about what your clients want to know, basically putting it all out into like a piece of paper on a whiteboard, on a Google doc and organizing those topics into like themes, so to speak. And once you have those themes, you can kind of realize, okay, so like my brand for me, right. When I did this way back when it was like, my brand was about like entrepreneurship and like inspiration, starting your own firm. And you know, insurance law and then everyday life, like what it is that I, that I do, what I enjoy. Right. So it like travel and so to speak. So like, those are like the three things and that like, kind of like encapsulates like my brand, what I share, what I talk about. Right. And I told you before, in like the beginning of this podcast, like I'm actually a very private person. There's really like aspects of me that I don't like sharing that I keep off to the side. And that's like not part of my brand. So you don't need to share everything in the world to create your personal brand share what you want to share what aligns with what you want to say and you want to talk about and you do and that's how you you build your brand everybody has a brand it doesn't even matter like if you're on social media or not if you are intentionally building a brand or not you are what people perceive you as no matter who you are right everybody has a brand like the annoying neighbor down the street they're a brand they're the annoying neighbor, right? You have like the cool guy who always shows up at every party to just like, you know, hang out and he shows up and all of a sudden it's a crazy time. Like that guy's a brand. Like, so everybody has like their, their brand, so to speak. But what's great about social media is that you have control over what your brand is and how your that perception. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. hundred No, that's, that's yeah. No, that was like, that was hit the nail on the head. My mom always used to tell me like perception is everything. And I'm like, I don't care what people think about me. Like I'm going to be myself. I don't care what they say, but no, like realizing now, like, no, it is perception. And I don't know, like, this is like a more on a personal note, but like, for me, like, for example, like everyone in college knows me, like there was always multiple Kayla's. So Kayla Moran, like everyone knows me as my full name. So I will not be changing my name when I get married because professionally like that is my reputation everybody in my entire life knows me as that or like because there was multiple Kayla's I sometimes just got called Moran like it was very rare that I was just Kayla unless 
that group of people I was surrounded by, there wasn't another one, but that right. was rare. Um, I guess I was named after like the Days of Our Lives character. So I guess everybody's parents in like the mid nineties was watching Days of Our Lives. It's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, personal branding is so important. And I, I like that you said like the neighbor, the cool guy, like, yeah, every, we, you have some sort of like identifying factor yeah, of for factor. everybody. So yeah. it, it, it makes so much sense, but right. I think it's really cool. Like how you've built this, what you've built. And, and I think, yeah, you said it earlier, like the generation we were in, like when we went to school, like the ability to do this and do it in a way that's never been done before. And for me personally, and I know for you, cause you teach this now, I love giving back and like being, being able to mentor people that want to do what I'm doing or right. help them see what they want to do. Like that to me is so fulfilling and rewarding in a way that I know I wouldn't have had, had I gone the traditional law, law school, like lawyer right. route. Yeah. There's mentorship in those firms, but it's, it's very, I feel like it's very limited. And like, I, I want to help people figure out what they want. And I, and I know you do too. And I think it's really cool how you've been able to kind of want to create this brand, but also like really like feed different parts of you in all the different offerings that you have. And that's something that's been really important to me too. Like, I'm not a lawyer, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a person and I'm warm and genuine and caring. And I want to help people and like schedule a call with me. Let's hop on a zoom. Let's go to coffee. Like I want to learn about people and help you. Cause at the end of the day, I was always that kid running around meeting people at parties. And like, I wanted to connect with people. That's still at the end of the day who I am. And right. it's that, that is what I want my brand to be. And, you know, hence going into trademarks too, like helping people legally protect their brands. Like it all kind of comes together. And I think you don't have to go in with one, like I need to do this or I need to have this, or this is how I'm be successful. Or like, this is what people want or expect from me. Like you can have the power to change it. And if you don't like something, you can pivot. Like it's, it's okay to start over. Yeah. I pivot, add on. There's so many options. There's not like one way to do it. Like I, I get a lot of questions and DMs and calls from people and they're like, okay, well, I need to do this, this, and this, this. And they want to like follow a checklist. And I'm like, yeah. Well, like, what do you, what do you want? What's your end goal? Like, let's think about that first. Right. And then let's add on, like for, for me, like I started marketing online for insurance claims. And so I built up the firm and then I saw like a huge need to help like other people under younger people, particularly females start their own law firm. So now I've like done like, and I wouldn't even say a pivot, but a big, like add on to my brand of like accelerated CEO start, you know, help for starting your law firm, law firm launch, all these programs I'm putting out to help people do that in addition to also running my law firm. So it's like, it's never just one. I don't want people to feel like they're boxed in. And it's like, my brand is this, I can only do this. I can't share anything about that. It's like, well, what do you want to do? Like open it up. We have so much more freedom now to be expressive and like post what we want to post. We're not like quite yeah. so boxed into like being the female. That was my biggest. Yeah. That was always something that really bothered me. Like trying to fit myself into a box, like this preconceived notion of what people think of me or that I have to fit a certain mold. Like I don't want to fit a mold. And if you don't like that, I don't fit a mold, then you're not someone I really want to be around. Like, let me be myself and let me be all the things that I am. Like right. I was always that kid in law school, another culture shock that I got. A lot of my female classmates told me that I was too much, that I was too passionate, that I was too loud, that I was too overwhelming. And I was like, at first it really got me down for like one all year. That was something like I, I, I've, found myself trying to become less than to make them like and then COVID happened that's what I'm saying like COVID happening truly was the best thing that could have happened for me on a personal level and also career-wise like I got to come home and be around 
my family and my friends again in Miami and be around people that are too damn much sometimes. But I was like, I need, I need this. I need this vibrancy. And like, I don't want to shrink myself down. I don't want to put myself in a box. If you don't like me, go like, that's fine. But like, I like me, I want this. Right. And so that's really important too, that, yeah, we don't have to fit into a box and like helping people do that, especially, yeah, women, like it's so hard because society and pressures and like, you know, if you go into like any program you go to college or especially grad school, like there's a, there's a path and there's a path that's been worn and a million people have done it before you and a million people do it after you, but that doesn't mean you have to do it too. And you can make it your own. And I think that's really important that you're sharing that and, and using yourself as an example too. And that's something that I like to do as well. Have you seen um, that movie on the basis of sex about like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and how, when she first started out? Yeah in law school like she's trying to get a job and nobody would hire her because she was a woman and like they already had women working or like these ridiculous things right so we had like a society where it was like unheard of that a woman was going to be working as a lawyer as at a law firm right and arguing in front of the supreme court and I was like wow crazy so I'm sure people were thinking like oh my gosh that's too much right but then when it became normal and women were working in law firms it was like okay that's normal but like she can't have like a home life and a family that's too much well, now we had a whole generation of our moms, right, who were like working and raising kids and doing all this stuff, right? And I'm sure it was just like, well, you know, that's normal now, but they can't work from home and they can't be business owners. And that's that's too much, right? So there's always like this level of like, you're going to have people that are thinking traditionally and like, oh, well, that's too much. Like you can't have no office. You can't work from home. That's too much, right? Well, it was too much 70 years ago for a woman to work for a law firm. So we've come a long way since too much and we'll keep doing too much until too much is the same and normal. And the next step is too much, right? I don't know what that's going to look like in 20 or 30 years, but yeah, it's like a continuance. So whenever someone's like, oh my gosh, you're doing that, you're doing that. Yeah, I am. And it's normal for me. Maybe it'll be normal for you in five years. I love that. I love the way you put that. And yeah, I don't know what that's going to look like in five, 10, 15, 20 years, but I'm excited to see where it goes and to keep like, as we get older, we're all evolving and we're all working towards figuring out who we really are and like what we like, what we want, what we deserve, what feels right right to us. Alignment, that's a big buzzword now, but it's very true. And that's something that while I was in law school, what allowed me to get to where I am today was my mindset. I was like, I saw the writing on the wall. I saw like everyone going through OCIs and being like trying to fit themselves into this pretty package. Girls like, do I wear a pearl necklace? What color suit do I wear? Should I wear my hair curly? Should I wear it straight? And I'm like, just be yourself. Like do whatever feels right for you. Like if you do not fit into the picture of the firm, then maybe that's not the firm you're meant to be. People don't want to understand that. And that's fine. But I was like, I saw the writing on the wall. I was like, I'm gonna have to change who I am to fit this narrative. I didn't want to be the token Hispanic girl at a firm in Tennessee. Did not want that life. And I was like, oh, all right. That's not for me where do I want to be in five, 10, 15 years? What life do I want to have? Like, you know, and I was thinking like I was 23, 10 years, I'm 33. I would hope at that point I own my own house and I get to have traveled to all the places that I've been wanting to travel. I'm trying to do 30 countries before 30. I have like 15 to go (laughs) and five years. So Um, you know, I want to have traveled to all the places that I have on my list. I would love to have a child or be on my way to having a child. I want to be a mom. Um, and I want to be a young mom because my mom was a young mom and I want to have my career and I want to have a partner and I want to have like this vibrant life and go to events and go to 
parties and like go to the beach and like there's so much more to me what is going to allow me to have those things and I realized that probably looks like going on my own and I think that's a being in alignment with who I am like that that vision for myself and like there was never like I didn't put like a timeline of like it has to happen by this age like I'm not one of those people it's like I need to be married by this age I need to no but like those are things I do want and like I'm working towards and having those benchmarks has allowed me to yeah maybe I am too much for some people but like it's working out for me and I have found people now who are really supportive of that and inspired by what I'm doing because it's unique and it's different and it's exciting and I've had a lot of friends who they're questioning everything that they thought they knew. They're like, do I want this life? Like, yeah, it's harder how Kayla's doing it. Don't get her, like, don't get me wrong because I'm open about it, but they're seeing like the benefits to it. And like, they're dis- they're starting to be disillusioned and it sucks because we're all really new into this career. But you know, like, yeah, some firms are still in the dinosaur age. Like, you can't work from home. You have to be butt in chair all day long. And the world isn't like that anymore. And you know, there's so much more out there to see and to experience. Like I want to go out and live my life. And what I do for work is just a small part of it. And I love that you, when you were talking about everything you envision, you're using the word and, right? It's like, and, and, and I want all this. I'm not like saying this, or like, if that's okay, if I don't, you know, this, but there's no separation of, or anymore. Like we can say, and, which I think is amazing. And it's, and it's also (laughs) not like we don't have to like box ourselves into even like a method. Like I had a friend from law school who went out on her own very early and like learned very early on. Like, I don't like marketing side. I don't like bringing in the clients. I don't like outsource. You You don't need to do everything. Well, what she did is like, she like, realized she didn't like that aspect she just wanted to do the law aspect so she found a firm where she could just do the law aspect but have the freedom and flexibility like it was her own place so there's like so many options like we don't have to stay in something you just have to be willing to ask for what you want vocalize it and ask for and not everyone's gonna like it and get it but there is gonna be someone out there who is intrigued and like okay tell me more how do you want this to happen and that's what my professors did they they didn't really understand but they were open to hearing the vision I had for myself. And they're like, I see that there's a drive in you. Like, I, 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 I like this energy. I want to help you achieve it. Right. And I talk to them now, like one of my professors, I have a monthly call with her, just like personal life catch up now, like that we're colleagues and also like helping with my career. She's been influential in that. And she's super like proud of me. And my other professor, he told me a couple of weeks ago, he's like, I love that you trusted your intuition because not enough lawyers even let themselves believe that they have one or trust in their intuition. And you, you listened to it. You knew deep down what you wanted and you went for it no matter what people told you. And that's like, I'm inspired by that. Right. And I was like, that is the biggest compliment that I could have ever received, especially from someone I respect so highly too. I was like, wait, like, yeah, I, I looking back, like I've always, I saw something a couple weeks ago. It was like, you can't fight intuition. You can't rationalize intuition. And if you can, it's not intuition. And I was like, that's what I've been doing. I've always had intuition, but I thought I had to be logical. I thought I had to rationalize and question because that's what I was trained to do. And then I realized once I started actually listening to my intuition, life got so much easier. Yeah. It, It just, it flowed better. I wasn't fighting everything anymore. I just let it happen. And I've been the happiest I've been in a really long time because I'm finally allowing it to just happen naturally because I'm trusting that my intuition knows what's right for me. And 
that's how I want to live my life and my career. And like, if, like you said, like if a client or a job, like you have to change everything about yourself and it just doesn't like, I had that happen last week and I had to let someone, a potential client know like, Hey, this isn't going to work out. Like I was trying to make it work and give you the concessions you wanted, but I sat back and I realized this actually doesn't, if I have to change my entire contract for you to be willing to work with me, that's not what I want. Yeah. They don't really want you as you are. Yeah. I, and I told her, I was like, I don't think you trust me. And right. I can't work with someone who does not trust me because I'm representing you. I'm working on your behalf. And if you feel that I am not going to do that and you have to micromanage me, then that doesn't allow me the space to do my job. Right. So I don't think this is right. And I think that's, and you have to treat your career that way. Right. If you are giving up something that is very important to you to do something, job, family, relationship, whatever, then I think we need to be honest with ourselves and like reevaluate, like, is this really what you want? Right. And I, I think because so many of us now, you, I, other people are talking about that more. People are starting to do that for themselves. And like, I love being a part of that. And I, that's why I love social media. And that's why I knew I wanted to be in it because like, there's, there's a lot of bad things, but there's a lot of really good things about it. And like you and I wouldn't have the career that we have. Yeah, we wouldn't have and like just like giving some like smaller people a platform to share like their ideas and their thoughts and their life. I follow influencers who did really like very untraditional things to like get where they were and build the life that they wanted. And I saw that and I was like, oh, I want that too. Maybe I can also build an untraditional path. And like, what would that look like for me? So like them living their lives and their true selves, like you were just saying, like what their intuition told them to do allowed me like it gave me permission, so to speak, to also say, okay, well, what, what is my intuition saying? What's going to make me happy? Because I will tell you what, I wanted my own business so badly and I wanted to not be an employee and work for myself so badly that the moment that I quit my job and started my firm, I, my whole entire body felt different. I felt like Same. so much less stressed. Yes, there's stress with like running a business or stress with like being a CEO and having a team and in a payroll to make and like, you know, bringing clients, all that, there is like a stress quote involved, but it's completely different than the stress of doing something that you innately do not want to do. Like hundred percent. It's like we've had the feeling so we can kind of like explain it and describe it, but it's hard for somebody else maybe to understand what we're saying. But once you start living like truly what you want to do and like no F's given, like this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to figure it out. You're, you're just, your entire body feels different. You feel like better. No, my professors, both, both of them, like they saw how much I struggled in law school on a personal life front with friendships, with relationships, health issues, like the amount of times I cried at school and people would catch me crying in the hallway because I was just so overwhelmed. My professors the other day, both of them were like, it feels so good to see you happy. Like they had seen me happy in like small years. Truly, they're like, I have never seen you this. Like I've always been animated. I talk with my hands. I'm very passionate and I'm, I'm a little loud. And they were like, girl, talk. But now there's me in my element and in my home and it like comfortable. And I was like, it's so refreshing to see you like this. And it's like, yeah, my whole vibe, my whole energy changed. I'm just, I'm happier. I'm lighter. And yeah, like it's really hard to explain if you've never experienced it, but I want people to, to experience it. And I want to share my story so people can experience it. And when people ask me, like they want to meet to learn more about it. And like, when they say like that, I inspired them, like that has truly like boosted my confidence even more. Like, it's like, okay, like 
I'm, I'm on the right path. Like this, not only does it feel right for me, but like it's resonating with people. Like I'm going to keep sharing this, even if some people think I'm crazy and weird for sharing this part of my life, but like it's what got me where I am. And I think that's really cool. And for you as well. And like, I, I love connecting with people that are on that like level, but that wavelength too. Like that's the kind of people I want to surround myself with friendships, like everything. Like I, I have like a manifestation list of like not just for my life, like the life that I want to have, but like for a future partner and the friendships and how I want to feel in my life. And like, that is something that's very important to me. People that are on my wavelength, whatever they're doing, I don't care what they do, but that, that is like, they, that's, they're being called to do it. Right. Exactly. Whatever that may look like. Can you talk a little bit more about like the courses that you offer, like your, like what you, how you can help people achieve this? Yeah. So I'm not sure when this is coming out, but I actually have a program that's launching next week called Law Firm Launch. And that is like the basic, like low level intro program, right? So like, if you don't have a law firm yet, and it's a little bit overwhelming to think about being a CEO and having all this created start with law firm launch. And that will give you like the stepping stones to setting up your own law firm, the back ends, like how to get clients in the door, like setting up your practice management software, creating the entity, bank accounts, everything like not sexy, trust account, everything people don't really want to talk about. I just did that all. Like, so I officially launched the firm in January. Like I announced it, but I created the LLC in November. And like those two, three months that I was, you know, doing all of these different things. And like, yeah, it's not fun. But I'm glad you have this course because I knew to do it because I just would DM people like, hey, I think I want to do this. Like, how do, how did you do this? I just asked people like how they did it. And I had the, the initiative to do it. And like, people were really supportive and encouraging and willing to help. But like some people don't have the resources. They don't know who to ask or they're too scared or they're afraid that people are going to be like, why are you doing that? So I think it's really nice you have back. Yeah, they don't yeah. want that feedback of like, oh, well, why are you doing that? Or, you know what I mean? I think that's great that you Yeah, this and course. it's like very digestible, very easy. Like something that I actually looked for and was like trying to figure out like in the beginning when I was starting my law firm, I was like, hey, what do I need? What do I need to set up? What needs to be done, right? And I made it like very basic, bare bones. There's like a checklist involved of like, here's how to get there. And you can use the checklist over 90 days or six months, 12 months, however long you want it to take you. But the point is you have like a guide, like a roadmap. Because I get very basic questions sometimes about like, oh, like what bank did you use? And how do you set up a trust? And I'm like, listen, this is- I, I asked the same it out to you, But I will outline it for you. And so I put that into law firm launch. And so law firm launch is like starting ground, like ground zero, want to get off your, you know, you want to quit your nine to five in the next three months. That's where to go six months, 12 months, however long. And then I have accelerated CEO. So accelerated CEO is the next step. So for people that want to become the CEO of their business, not simply just a solo practitioner, they want system set up. They want to have a team. They want to be able to take time off. They want to grow a massive profit. They want to scale. That's the program that will get you there. That will get you to the point per person who's saying, okay, I've got a team now. I've got a law firm business that I'm growing to the point where if you want to hit seven figures, then I do private coaching with people. So people that have made I don't know, let's say quarter million, something around there, maybe as a solo, maybe with a couple of team members, but they want to grow to the point where I've grown, where I've got an entire team to do everything in my business and I'm growing to multiple seven figures. That's where I do private coaching because people usually need like a little more hands-on. So I've got something for people at every level, no matter where you're at, where you want to go. Like I would love to help people get there because I had a lot of like help from outside sources that weren't necessarily like attorneys. And it was kind of like, translating that information into like what's good for a law firm. And so that's what I've put into all of these programs. 
anything for like content, building a team, whatnot, that'll all be an accelerated CEO. And in fact, accelerated CEO includes law firm launch. So if someone's like ready to go, they can go right into that program. No, that's incredible. I think this will come out within the next month. So it'll be perfect. It's funny. You said like you got it from other sources and you were like, okay, how does this apply to me? I did the same thing. My dad's in business. My mom works in fintech and operations. So she's the operations person. Like she's very familiar with systems and processes and all of that. And so I had like, they're, they're, they're my team. Like my mom's my accountant and my dad's my business manager and he does my taxes. And you know, so like we will literally like we'll be eating dinner, but we'll be having like firm meetings. And I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. And I like my dad just did my taxes for this year. So we're gonna build out my projections for the 2023 year. So kind of know where I need to be to be able to go on my own in the foreseeable right. future. And right. like all of these different things. And I think it's yeah, how but they're they're not lawyers, so like they don't really know. So having the lawyer mentors as well that I can connect with to get that information. But I think it's really cool to have a course like that. That is just like, it's, it's there. It's a roadmap. Like you said, like that's people super that important. might not have like the connections as, as much as like you and I may have the connections of people that can help us. And like, obviously I have connections with people that I've like hired, like my accountant and my tax person that I've hired to like help me give me advice as well. But lawyers are mostly not business people. Like we were talking about before with classes, like we don't get any information or any lessons about like how to actually like launch a law firm, how to be profitable. I think even like there was a class where I was at and it was like law firm, like accounting or law firm operations or something like that. But it was really just like the side of like doing your taxes and like figuring out like, you know, we need that set up, which is important, but it's not as important as like marketing, getting clients in the door. If you don't have clients in the door, you like don't have a law firm. So I always teach that first. I'm like, get and even contract. if I want to add to like, even if you want to go the big lot route in order to become partner, you need to build a book of business. So you still need to market. Yeah. You still need to bring in clients and know how to do that. And that's connections. That's networking. That's going to events and like meeting people and Hey, here's my card. If you need someone or know someone who needs this service, like this is what I can provide. Like, so I think it's super important that And I think that there's something to be said for that too. Like, even if you don't want to go the route that we did, you are, you want the traditional route that is, you want that what we share on social media is still valuable. Yeah. Like, and, and I, and I think more people are starting to recognize that. Like one of my friends who works one of the top firms in the country, she was like, you're my only really like entrepreneurial friend, but I have learned so much from having you in my life, even though no, I, I zero desire to do what you do I've learned a lot about how to approach certain things because you share your story and I was like that's the greatest compliment and same backwards like I never want to go the route that you're going but I've learned a lot about the kind of firm that I want to run and when I do have clients or not clients employees under me at some point in the future like how I want to operate and be a manager and a leader and my friends who are struggling with their careers like the advice that she has given me, because a lot of my friends are mid-size or small firms, but knowing the big law experience, like I can help connect them and like share what I've learned and like that. And you just, you never know everybody that you meet, even on social media, like they're valuable if you allow them to expand your your horizon. I think your perspective. Right. What can I learn from what this person's saying? Does it apply to me? Does it feel right? Yeah. No, I think that's super cool. The courses that you're doing and you have a podcast where you share your experience starting a firm and you 
kind of like break out down each episode as a different topic, a different aspect of running your own firm, running your own business. How did you like, where did that come from? Like the podcast, like starting that? An overflow of DMs from lawyers when I first started marketing and then I announced that I was going on my own. And then I announced like more clients, more checks, more clients, more checks. People were like, how are you doing this? And I was like giving the same voice message answers over and over. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do a podcast. This is fun. I'm gonna do a podcast. I like talking about this stuff. Like I could talk about this for days. So I did a podcast, right? And I now it's the Lawyer Brit podcast, rebranded from what it was before because it's so much broader than even just business. It's a lot about like mindset, energy, like profitability, making sure that like, you know, you're you're building a firm that works for you. And so Lawyer Brit podcast is on YouTube now as well. So YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all those places. But I love having a podcast because it's like also I get DMs and they're like, hey, how did you do this? I'm like, a podcast episode for that actually <laughs> I do that too yeah. <laughs> oh same if I get certain dms that I get I'm like I actually have a blog post about this or I have a podcast about this but if you have any other questions please feel free to dm me and I'll reach like we can hop on a call but like right. there's already some really great info there and like I just direct them um because yeah it's sometimes it's like I've already shared this story or I had a guest on who talks exactly about what you're looking for like right. go connect with them and I'll send them their like profile and I'll send them a podcast. I'm like, she's your person. He's your person. Go talk to them. So yeah, that's kind of for me, like I was just dying to connect with people. I was looking for that like perspective, like opening, like I needed that. Like I was looking for, for more connection and more information and I wanted to learn and I wanted to grow. And I was like, I'm starting to connect with a lot of really cool people on social media. And I'm getting a lot of really cool information from having these calls with them. What if I started recording them and sharing them with the world? And once I did that, I was like, mind blown. Like, this is exactly what I need. And people come to me now and they're like, thank like your podcast like has helped me like get to where I am or like decide if I want to do this or that. And like, I was like, holy crap. Like all I ever wanted was to connect and inspire people because I wouldn't be where I am say had those people not in my life. I don't done it for me. So yeah. it's really cool. And I love that, you know, it, that was, it was the same for you. Like, it's like, people want to know this like why not make it accessible for people like there's there's no reason to gatekeep anymore like it's it's so much more fun when you get to share it and like support other people doing the exact same thing you did like that is it's like a win for someone else is a win for me I'm like oh my god that's so cool like I'm happy for you like let's go celebrate let's get a drink like when somebody messaged me and they're like I started my law firm I'm like heck yes congratulations it's so exciting rooting for you like I take a screenshot and I save it in a folder on my phone because I'm like excited for these people and I want to like go back and like oh this person started their firm and this person's like killing it like it's fun yeah there's enough to go around for everyone and there's someone for everyone I think I'm glad that finally I think that's starting to become more like accepted and widely recognized and like supported and encouraged because it's so much more fun being able to to help each other out and like everyone brings something different to the table that's why different clients go with different people but even like us like you and I don't do the exact same thing but I have a lot of friends that do do the same thing and you know referrals and you know hey I'm overflowing like can you take on another client I'm like please send them my way my professor in the clinic because it's a small business clinic now that trademarks well entrepreneurship is so big there's a lot more trademarks going on he's like whenever the student attorneys have too many like already going on like would you be okay with me sending I'm like please send them my way like that was another full circle moment that like my professor's like I'll send you clients I'm like holy crap this is cool 
like <laughs> there's enough to go around for everybody and I think right. it's really great what you're doing to allow people to to give it their best shot and hey at the end of it, if it decide you decide that's not what you want you learn something out of it and the skills you learn in these courses are transferable too and okay. yeah and they will help you be a really great partner at a firm because you know how to build a book of business and you know how to manage you know how to lead and what it takes to run a firm because yeah they don't teach that in law school they do not they really don't they just want workers they don't want entrepreneurs there's something I, I wish my professor and I talk about that a lot he's like I would love for you to come talk to our students about that I was like I'll do it on zoom but hey if you want me to come to Knoxville is 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 the school pay for it I'll come like <laughs> let's go I'll go for a football game I football. I'm in. <laughs> yeah like let's let's do it um but no thank you so much for coming on the podcast this is incredible if you had one last piece of advice for someone who either wants to go to law school or is in law school and isn't really sure like what they want to do with their life, if they're going to go firm, if they're going to go on their own, like what's your best piece of advice? If you got a thing that has been nudging you, nudging you in the back of your mind, something that keeps coming up, we were like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. But then you find yourself logically coming up with reasons why you can't do it, shouldn't do it, can't do it right now, can't do it yet, need more of something to do it. Figure out how you can do it. Figure out how you can bring that idea into fruition because I, you might not be fully happy. In fact, I would willingly bet that you're going to be fully happy when you run with that idea, when you take action and actually implement and, and fully live that idea, whatever it is. It could be starting your own law firm. It could be not. It could be going into big law. It could be doing something completely different from law and just using your degree as the door opener. Whatever it is, like listen to it because if you try to take the logical route, if you try to go the route where it's like, well, I really should do this first or I should do this because X, Y, and Z. I can't do this because I need more money saved or I need to do this thing first. Like just take the leap, see what happens. I always like, I'll leave you with this last thing. When I was considering quitting my job and starting my law firm, I was terrified. I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do if I fail? If I don't get any clients, if I don't make money, what do I do? And Jason's like, well, what would you have to do? And I, this is my fiance. What would you have to do? And I said, well, I'd have to go get another job. And he said, so the worst case scenario of you starting your law firm is that you're in the same position you're at right now. And that blew my mind to the point where I was like, I have to do this because there will be a plan B. If you have a, a law degree or if you have any, whatever you're doing right now, you have experience, you have skills that you can always fall back on try the things you want to do use that little nudge and just go for it yeah I couldn't have said it with myself like that was literally where I was at in October and I was like you know what like I'm just gonna go for it and I'm now three months later like truly I would say if not the happiest I've ever been pretty damn close to it love like, it oh that's awesome it, so I, I love that I think that's a great place to end thank you so much for coming on shout yourself okay. out where can everyone find you what's your handle and your podcast name so people can find you I'll put it all in the show notes too yeah so I'm very active on Instagram you can DM me I will answer you it's at lawyer.brit with two t's b-r-i-t-t lawyer.brit I'm lawyer.brit on all the social medias when most active on Instagram and you can also listen to me on the lawyer brit podcast cool thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you 